everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are here today to talk about some non-Hallmark Christmas movies over the last week. And uh, this is one of our, we're almost done. Can you believe it, Michelle? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy the amount of movies we talk about each week. <laughs> I haven't watched anything other than non-Hallmark. It's just been non-Hallmark. It. I really yeah. do. <laughs> You've been a trooper. <laughs> yeah, it's been really interesting and fun. Um uh-huh. You know, just focusing on one sort of, yeah, I feel like sometimes when you just stick to Hallmark, it's kind of hard to look at anything else because it's such a an established brand. Yeah. And I know that Lifetime is as well, but it feels like Hallmark is the one that sort of has become such a part of pop culture and people that don't pay attention to it the rest of the year, that's the one that people pay attention to. So it has yeah. it has been nice to just look at other networks and... You know, well, it's and- not been it's not been fun looking for them over here. I have to say, like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm so thankful to Rachel and Hallmarkies podcast for like providing screeners and things. But otherwise, it would have been impossible. Well, thank you to Lifetime in particular for giving us the screeners. That has been so nice. Uh, we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah. Well, let's dive in. Let's talk about the movies this weekend. Uh, And uh, let's start with one of the lifetimes. This is Sensational Christmas. This was on the 8th and it stars Nazneen Contractor and Mikey Selkin. We've had both of them on the podcast. We recently had Mikey on just this last week and uh, he's great, super fun. And this movie is uh, Ellie is a beauty and puf. Ah, I can't talk. Ellie is a beauty and perfumer. I don't know why that word is hard for me to say. Perfumer returns to her festive hometown to create a new holiday scent. There she meets handsome bookish writer, Logan Osborne, who is staying with her father at the family's historic property. So what did you think about this movie? Yeah, I enjoyed this one. Um, it didn't like blow me away or anything, yeah. but I did like the way that it sort of was bookended by this sort of um fable that, that sort of tied in and it was obvious the way that <clears throat> that it was going to tie in, but I just found it enjoyable, um, yeah. regardless. And I think Nazine is so wonderful in these movies. Um, and I think it worked in terms of the romance as well. So yeah, fairly harmless one from Lifetime for me. Yeah, I agree. I think this was a fun enough acquisition that they got. I I like Nazneen and Mikey a lot. And I liked her dad a lot. I thought he was good. Yeah. And uh, and. Overall, just had some fun little sweet moments. I mean, the whole idea that they are making all of these candles out of this tiny little cabin kind of made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were like, the amount of orders, I was like, yeah, that should be a very small business and not <laughs> sending candles all over the world, apparently. You're right. So that was ridiculous. And a lot of times these, what I call them the scientific farmer movies, where you have to create the perfect scent or the perfect candle or the perfect apple or whatever uh perfect point said it a lot of times those can be really boring but they didn't really spend that much time on it the summary makes it seem like that's going to be everything Mm -hmm. yeah i was sort of glad when it became more about you know the candle making and sort of the finding out of the 
the backstory and, and yeah. on all of that and the things with her mom and her family and it wasn't just about her trying to figure out you know a new scent because if it was just about her and that and sort of the the work situation I yeah. just wouldn't have been happy with that <laughs> no yeah if it had been like oh we got to put a little bit of this flavor in and then a little bit of this I would have been very bored by that uh but it it really wasn't much probably because mm-hmm. it was this tiny little cabin <laughs> it couldn't shoot in there that much I don't know but that was that was the most ridiculous part of the movie <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> there wasn't like a bigger space on this uh in this historic place that they could pretend that they were <laughs> I mean it was just so small it was funny. yeah but mm-hmm. I really like both these leads. That's what what saves this one for me. It feels like if you don't have that, then you know, if if you don't have this sort of plot that really sort of captures your attention and, and sort of takes you through the whole thing, you know, that's one thing. But if you don't have leads that have chemistry and they're beat together and can kind of sell it, yeah. then that's another thing. <laughs> you know, you well, need and, one or the other or both. Yeah, and the plot was like good enough. And there were like moments between her and her dad because I, I mean I, I i that cameron matheson joe wagner movie was brutal it was so boring and so they could only the charming stars could only save it so much <laughs> they yeah. they can save it like 75 percent, but they <laughs> yeah and these movies are so lucky sometimes because a lot of times like you can tell from a lot of the interviews that you know hallmarkies does that sometimes it's just luck when it comes to the chemistry like they've never worked before or they've just been cast based on you know casting directors Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes it's just magic other times it's not so much yeah (laughs) it just doesn't work from no fault of anyone really yeah well let's or i guess how many uh how many crowns would you give this one i would give it 2.75 yeah i think that's fair that's fair all right. Well, I'm going to talk about a miracle before Christmas. This was on BET plus on the mm-hmm. eighth Latoya Luckett, Romeo Miller, Keith, David, Demeritus ship, Jr. Paula J Parker. Uh, so it's with a little help from an angel, Mercedes, Wright, A fast talking popular relationship therapist with all the answers when it comes to fixing everyone else's marriage must now use the magic of Christmas to find the secret to save her own. So in this movie, it's basically a, it's a wonderful life kind of Mm -hmm. knockoff. Uh, She's kind of terrible. Everybody hates her. (laughs) uh, She's kind of rude and she doesn't, she thinks she's dismissive of her husband and, uh, and there's, uh, she's got a friend that she doesn't appreciate and, uh, and then, you know, her kids and all this stuff and and she's kind of she's a scrooge to her office assistant and uh so she's at a bar and she runs into keith david uh and he she says you know the wishes that she didn't have to deal with all of this in her life like her husband and her whatever and so uh she uh he says is that your wish is that what you want and then of course she finds out what life would be like if she was instead of being married 
uh, and being a therapist is she was like the CEO of some company. I wasn't really sure what the new company was. They weren't very clear on that, but she's super rich. But the thing that was weird about this movie is that everybody was legit happier not being with her. That's, that's her a problem. was married to this nice lady and had like kids and, and uh, her uh i mean i guess her friend wasn't happier she was kind of the catty woman that we see in these movies the bt movies and uh they're the of course her husband's uh new wife uh they get in kind of fight they get in fights together and um it just was funny to me i was just like they didn't really think this through completely, right? Like literally almost everybody seems like they're better off with their <laughs> life, which is like not the point. Like when you when you finish the movie, you're like, wait, is this the happy ending? Or <laughs> um, I don't know. I did love Keith David. I mean, he's great. Super yeah. fun. He's not in it that much, but he's without it out the best parts. And mm-hmm. uh, I so I would give this one two rounds just for Keith David. Okay, that sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like they just didn't think it through. <laughs> We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. From the hosts of the podcast Home for Hallmark, Molly and Brad now bring readers their debut novel, If Only Christmas Would Come. An instant Amazon bestseller, If Only Christmas Would Come, transports readers back to Prince Edward Island during the era of Anne of Green Gables and features a strong-headed, cranberry-farming, jeans-wearing heroine and a playboy with a family secret. Reviewers agree this book is a fluffy, steamy, predictable Hallmark movie masterpiece, If Only Christmas Would Come, is available on Amazon and at Barnes noble now visit at home for hallmark for more info that's at home for hallmark and you can use our affiliate link in the description below (laughs) anyway uh let's continue on with a lifetime movie we have a recipe for joy this was on the ninth and it stars aaron agostino and dylan casey when ambitious food correspondent carly gets a shot at her own tv show she's sent to angel heights to help attention-shy chef Grant reopen his family's beloved diner and film it as a holiday special pilot. So what did you think about this? Yeah, I didn't like this one. <laughs> um, it's a food one, so yeah, I think we've established that I'm not a fan of like the the restaurant-based dramas. Yeah. It's just not for me. Um, I'm not too familiar with Erin, um, but I, I do know Dylan from a few different TV shows and I really like him but I just felt like he was just mean in this movie like for too long yeah and it just yeah I just didn't buy them as romantic interests um yeah he just he just was unlikable which is not what you want in these films yeah I mean I thought both of them were were okay I, Mm -hmm. I I I would have liked to have seen them in a different movie I can see they have talent, uh, but but yeah, it was pretty boring. It just not a whole lot happened, and yeah, the food movies. Sometimes I like the food movies, but they seem to have been particularly bad this season, this holiday season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice to see like 
yeah it was nice to see Corey lee um so yeah, that's the, the best one yeah <laughs> that was the best one yeah <laughs> for sure yeah i'm trying to think if there were any others <laughs> not for me <laughs> yeah there were like montages that were fun of cooking and baking but like as if as a theme i mean maybe kismet cookies if that counts but uh but i can't think of any others yeah this one wasn't great it wasn't mm-hmm. great i would give it two yeah i'm giving it two yeah and i felt like the fake snow was egregiously bad in this movie yeah it was really bad <laughs> yeah sometimes uh, i'm so blind to it now i've watched so many of these movies uh-huh feel like i'm blind to this no so but yeah when someone says unless it's like really really bad i don't tend to notice it as much um but yeah mm. it's just i will take fake snow over cgi snow any day yeah that's true i agree with you there yeah we stopped look, looking for her and that it was on the ninth apple tv olivia buckle alexandra swearens and it's taylor's headed home for the holidays and her family is finally ready to meet her girlfriend jess the only problem is jess isn't really her girlfriend taylor holds open auditions for someone to play the part for the holidays so tell us about it yeah i was really really excited for this one and i also will say it's free to watch on tubi with ads um mm-hmm. so if you don't want if you just want to you know watch it with ads that's an option um so yeah I was really excited for this I'm a really big fan of Alexandra Swearns she's a filmmaker who she she pretty much writes directs and stars in all of her stuff so she has like a web series this is her third feature um and her second Christmas movie yeah so her she's sort of one of those people that sort of recognized that people were making content for her community and sort of stepped up and sort of made her own mm-hmm. um and I think very successfully so she had a movie in I think 2019 um called City of Trees and it was sort of very indie very sort of mumblecore sort of like in the style of like um oh, I'm trying to think like Joe Swanberg type of mumblecore um and it's a romance that takes place at Christmas but Christmas isn't really the focal point um and so in this one it is a much more tv movie polished yeah g-rated like she's basically trying to make like a hallmark or a lifetime type of movie Um, i'm surprised they didn't put christmas in the title yeah yeah like looking for her that's not very christmasy yeah i'm glad they changed the poster because they had like a a production poster that wasn't had any christmas in it at all (laughs) so i'm glad Mm -hmm. they changed it at the very least um so yeah this is her trying to make or, or making a a hallmark or a lifetime type of movie um and what's i think the best part about the film is that she not only cast herself but she cast her um co-star that was in city of trees so they have really great chemistry and i think that is probably Mm. the best thing in this movie the frustrating thing is it feels like they've she's sort of looked at these types of movies these made for tv movies from a few years ago um it feels very sort of sort of mid 2000s type of movie we've seen such great you know steps in terms of you know that the, the way that they use a lot of these tropes um in the creative ways because you know there's so many of these movies and they've just had to be creative at this point um so it felt it felt a little bit um 
like something we would have seen quite a few years ago and the most frustrating part of the movie it's like when you watch a movie like Mary Texmas like five minutes into that movie he's in that group chat and they're connecting mm-hmm. this movie it takes like 40 minutes for them to be in a room together oh um, so it's so they make the summary you know her fa- being the fake girlfriend that seems really fun but that uh, doesn't this- happen until pretty late that doesn't that doesn't happen until fairly late in the movie and there's all this sort of setup that isn't really necessary in these types of movies um like we know what we're there for we don't mm-hmm. need all that kind of setup so that was sort of one of the kind of frustrating parts of the movie but I will say like the actual romance part of it was really well done and I think if you're a Hallmark fan or a Lifetime fan or just a TV movie fan in general you know this is G-rated you know, if, mm-hmm. you know, anybody can watch this one. Um, and I, I did enjoy it. I just found that part of it a little bit frustrating. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's too bad that it takes so long to get going. Yeah. Yeah. That's like that, again, um, I, the, the Danica McKellar uh, drive-in movie. Mm-hmm. Like the first 30 minutes are rough. Yeah. They're long and in just continual council meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then once it like actually gets going, then it's kind of fun and cute. And, and you just think most people are going <laughs> to give up. <laughs> I yeah. mean, going to your own council meetings are boring enough. Let alone have them on television. And, and the thing is, I mean, maybe she felt like she had to do all of this setup because the, the conceit is so ridiculous, but we're already in like that's yeah. what we're signing up for when we watch these movies yeah um so yeah I, I will say once they get to the house and the actual romance I just wish they had more time because I know from City of Trees that they have such great chemistry and it would have been nice to have them have more scenes of them sort of falling for each other you know we didn't really get any like almost kisses all of those little things that you, you sort of tend to expect in these movies um yeah. Even though we we get frustrated with them, we sort of look forward to them as well. Yeah. Um. There's nothing better than a an almost kiss that, you know, drives you insane. But yeah, <laughs> I just wish we had more of those moments, um, and less sort of build up that we didn't really, we didn't really need as much yeah. of. That makes sense. That makes sense. Would recommend it. I would give it a three point seven five. I really oh, did okay. enjoy, enjoy it. So once it sort of got going. Okay. All right. Well, I have one. I don't think you've gotten to see something from Tiffany's. Oh, no, I saw that. Oh, you did. Okay. Um, Well, we're going to talk about something from Tiffany's. This was on the ninth Amazon prime, Zoe douche, Kendrick Smith, Sampson, Ray Nicholson, and Shay Mitchell. And it's nothing compares to the magic and excitement of the holidays in New York city, where the streets blaze with lights, windows dazzle and a special box from tiffany could change the course of a person's life on several or several lives uh rachel and gary are happy enough but not quite ready for that big commitment ethan and vanessa the perfect picture are just about to make it official when a simple mix-up gifts causes all of their paths to cross it sets off a series of twists and unexpected discoveries that lead them where they're truly meant to be because love like life is full of surprises in the holiday romance, something for t- from Tiffany's. So whew, that was a mouthful. <laughs> I barely got through that. <laughs> but, well, overall, I guess, what did you think of it? 
this movie. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know why I was sort of expecting it to be sort of... Yeah, I, I think just like the promotion and all of the publicity around it, I just expected it to be more than what it was and that's not a, a slam on the movie at all. I just think there's been Lifetime and Hallmark movies better than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it feels I... like a very sort of polished version of what we, we see on Lifetime and Hallmark all the time. <laughs> and it feels, it's a shame that this movie is going to get so much attention when there's Hallmark movies and Lifetime movies and up TV movies that are, you know, just, in good, just as good or better. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, it has that polish of like a really professional trailer. I mean, this looks like something that could have been released in theaters as far as the, the how it's shot and how it's just, and then how it was advertised it. It has that that different look the difference between TV movies and and feature films. So I think that's part of it. But I mean, I think that Zoe's previous film, Set It Up, is much better than this. Yeah, yeah, that's um, such a good film. <laughs> I did give it a marginal fresh on Rotten Tomatoes because I I felt like the stars were so good. They really kind of pulled this thing along and carried it and like it was almost charming in spite of the story in spite of the thing because of them i didn't love the story i the the whole sort of mix up over uh the uh the rings and the earrings and uh then when gary proposes to her using the other person's ring and and then she's getting closer she's kind of emotionally cheating on Mm -hmm. gary but she still says yes to him and i don't know i just didn't love the story Mm -hmm. i don't like that you know emotional cheating kind of element because it just makes all the characters look bad and it's not particularly romantic and it's hard when both characters are in another relationship it's hard to have the main relationship get as close as we want them to get because obviously they can't kiss or do anything like that because then that's like skeevy uh if they're both with other people technically and 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 neither other person was like not that you should still excuse cheating if they're a bad person but like they were both like normal people you know they they weren't perfect they made mistakes and things but it wasn't like a bad man of business or anything like that and and so the whole thing was just more awkward than it was romantic as far as the plot mm-hmm. uh, and but i really like these pe- these actors they were really charming and zoe douche knows how to wear red lips she did a great job yeah yeah i mean i liked it i really enjoyed it and i love these these types of movies you know set in winter in new york i feel like it's so magical and i feel like the movie done a great job of you're yeah. portraying that um and i will say like gary like ray nicholson is just perfectly cast he's such he's so annoying in this movie <laughs> like per- yeah just like so well cast i did Everybody- in the end like it i just feel like it could have been so much better it had so many ingredients to to be like amazing i just didn't love the story that they picked yeah i agree so i would give it mm, 3.25 yeah, I'll give it 3.5. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of there with you, yeah. Yeah. All right. So then we have 
from Lifetime. We have Kirk Franklin's The Night Before Christmas. This was on the 10th and it stars, uh, it stars Naturi Naughton, Laura, stars Naturi Naughton, Loria Turner, Luke James, Aspen Kennedy. And it's caught in a blizzard on Christmas Eve, a strange mother and daughter journey and Nia are forced to take refuge inside a church. There they meet a handsome youth pastor, Adam, and a heavenly music teacher, uh, played by Kirk Franklin, who motivates the mother and daughter to reconcile their differences. Well, this one I thought was actually pretty disappointing. I, I really enjoyed the one last year. I thought it had a really good story about this youth pastor coming in to that she's going to be leading the choir and she's really nervous about it new pastor uh, and uh, this music was all really good and, and there was nice chemistry this one I just didn't love the story again I mean I liked that being about this mother and daughter but the whole romance just felt so contrived to me and that like <coughs> that everything that supposedly happens on this one night there's this uh diva uh, singer that comes that ends up there as well and uh i don't know i just thought this was a major downgrade from last year mm, yeah i agree i just actually got finished watching this um not too long ago um i didn't read the plot i just knew that it was you know a sequel or a, a sort of unconnected sequel to last yeah. year's movie um i agree last year's movie was incredible it completely blew me away especially the yeah. music um i was excited when i saw that uh, notary norton was in this because I, I i do like her um and i love her voice but yeah the music was such a letdown in this one for me i didn't love it um and i think once i realized that it was all set over one night i just felt really disappointed that's such a tough task to have two characters fall for each other and make it believable yeah um in one night especially when you have a whole host of you know other characters and then you also have the the daughter who was really difficult in the first half of the movie and unpleasant so yeah that was mm -hmm. yeah it's just kind of disappointing compared to the last year's movie which you know might be a little bit unfair but last year's movie was just so good and you know the fact that they had that you know the pastor just you know finding her voice and really spending time in that town and mm -hmm. building relationships whereas this one you know you've you've given your characters like seven hours <laughs> um yeah and everything just felt so contrived and i don't know and it didn't feel believable to me that no. they knew, already knew each other either um there wasn't that familiarity between them yeah, and they acted like they didn't recognize each other at all. Yeah, I think that's kind of, yeah. Like you would, for, especially with somebody that you like had a crush on and that you knew, like you would know. Yeah. But mm -hmm. yeah, it was disappointing. I, I guess it's one that did pretty well for Lifetime, but I think that's probably because of the goodwill of the previous movie yeah. that people liked it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I do want them to keep making these movies because, you know, I really want them to to get to the point where they can make one like that first one again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I would give this one mm, two. 
Yeah, I'll give it to as well. Yeah, it was not great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then the next one I'm going to talk about is called Holly and the Hot Chocolate. And this is on QVC Plus. Yes, everybody, <laughs> we have a movie from QVC. Everybody's getting in on the whole world than the Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, Hannah Gaffney, Ryan Farrell, Olivia Goop. Grow, sorry. It's Hannah Gaffney, Ryan Farrell, Olivia Grop. And it's surrounded by locals who love the season as much as she does. Holly soon learns at the center of the holiday spirit is a special hot chocolate recipe sold in the town square with the help of a charming, albeit humbuggish, low low truck tow truck driver. Holly gets to experience firsthand why Pine Falls is one of the best Christmas towns in America and what makes their hot chocolate so magical. (laughs) So this this was actually a brilliant idea on the part of QVC because they were able to, uh, to anybody, if you wanted to watch the movie, the movie was free, but you had to mm-hmm. enter your email into QVC plus. And so now I'm probably going to be getting till the end of eternity, going to be getting emails from QVC plus because I watched this movie. 10 emails <laughs> a day. <laughs> Hope <Yeah>. it's worth it. <laughs> and so that, what a smart idea. Like that was, clever very clever but uh but yeah and it wasn't bad it was fine this movie was uh it it, it was just self-aware enough to be kind of funny because you had this humbuggish character as they call uh in the summary uh you that uh was again just kind of self-aware enough of all the tropes and all the kind of commenting on everything that it was it was pretty funny And, uh, I mean, I guess I went into this with like zero expectations, but it was surprisingly funny and cute. Uh, and I mean, it, it is completely predictable, of course. Uh, but, uh, but it, uh, and it has the, um, I forget his name and I'm not finding it on the IMDB, but it has the, uh, QVC chef guy, (coughs) excuse me. And, uh, and for like, he was the one that runs the hot chocolate business or whatever. And uh, what is his name? Let me see if I can find it real quick. David Venable is his name. Yeah. So anyway, it's surprisingly cute. They did. <laughs> they picked a good one. <laughs> So you I mean, I'd, another- I'd give it like a 3.5. It's not like one of the best of the year or anything like that. It's, uh, but it was again, just self-aware enough to be funny, uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> so you want 10 QVC. <laughs> <laughs> please no, please. <laughs> oh my God. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, we got a positive review from a. <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. 
Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Uh-huh. Everybody must love <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it was definitely better than any of the movies on Discovery Plus, which mm. were also kind of food related. Oh, interesting. You know, mm-hmm. Food or housing related. This one was definitely better than any of those, uh, in my opinion. So there we go. Um, all right. Let's talk about the last lifetime. We have single and ready to jingle. This is on the 11th. It stars Natasha Wilson. And uh, it's Emma, an SVP of a successful toy company in Chicago, spends all year focusing on Christmas and never has time to date. While she means to book a non-Christmas getaway on a tropical resort, she actually ends up in a town devoted to everything Christmas. So we had Natasha Wilson on the podcast. She was hilarious. I really enjoyed her. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, but what did you think overall of the movie? Um, I really liked this one. I thought the banter and the chemistry between them was really good. <clears throat> um, I will say, if you're in the UK, you can you can watch this on Paramount Plus. Um, it's called Destination Christmas on there. Okay. Um, so if you're you're looking for it and you want to see it, I I would highly rec- recommend this one. I think I feel like this is probably my favorite from Lifetime this week. Yeah, no question um, for me. I agree. You know, it's nothing special in terms of like the story and what have you, but I will say just the chemistry and the dynamic and the banter between them. I feel like they really sold it and they really did a good job. And they had, yeah, just really good chemistry. And, you know, the way they made fun of each other all the way throughout the movie was really fun. Um, I loved his sister and her wife. I love, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like that the, the the characters that made up the movie um, were all really great. Um, and even just the sort of conceit of her ending up in the wrong St. John's was, was kind of uh-huh. hilarious. And I thought she sold the, the physical comedy really well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. this one. Definitely the best from <laughs> from from Lifetime. Yeah, it really, it, I agree. It definitely was the best from Lifetime. And they had good chemistry. Uh, and I feel like I've seen Edward Ruddle on a bunch of like up TV and other movies. Uh, and uh, so, but this was, I think my favorite of that I've seen him. I, they had a nice uh, kind of slight enemies to lovers kind of uh, arc. Yeah. They went about as far as they could probably go with that one. Lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when she shows up in, <laughs> with her like, straw hat and and uh uh with her beach hat and uh in her you know light dress and she's in alaska in the winter it was <laughs> it was pretty funny <laughs> just like somebody take pity on this woman please <laughs> yeah but, um i will say like I, I do wish they had done more to sort of make it look more alaskan yeah. um it didn't look as cold as they were sort of trying to sell it Mm-hmm. um maybe they just weren't filming it during winter you know you never know 
Um, but I forget yeah. what she said. I know we talked about that, but I can't remember uh, what she said when it was filmed. But uh, but yeah, uh, they they it definitely you know you could tell it wasn't Alaska, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were there were cute little moments, and I agree. I liked her, his sister was fun, mm-hmm. and I, I I liked too that they didn't really make her like a bad person because she's you know like dedicated to her job. Yeah, yeah, and also the reason why she's not a fan of Christmas made sense as well. Yeah, you know she doesn't really get to enjoy Christmas anymore. It's sort of her job, and you know anybody that sort of their whole job revolves around one thing, one season. Um, you can imagine they would get pretty burned out on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd give this one um, like 3.75. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I'll go 3.75 or, yeah, almost a four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I give a score to Holly and the Hot Chocolate? I don't think I did. Uh, I'd probably give that a 3.5 nice yeah all right then we have uh the let's see here which one okay then we have reindeer in here which i think is a very weird title hmm. is it, let's see yeah reindeer in here i feel like that's i don't know just why don't they just call it the magical reindeer or it doesn't sound right lizard the reindeer or something it just sounds weird to me reindeer in here i think that's a strange title but anyway uh this was on paramount and uh cbs uh voices gabriel bateman candace cameron bray adam divine donald Faison, jim gaffigan and it's blizzard a young reindeer living at the north pole and his unique group of friends band together to save the future of christmas creating a magical holiday tradition in the process so basically he's kind of like this in quirky inventor and he has all these ideas and, but nobody will listen to him. You know, we kind of, we've seen this story before, uh, but, uh, but this was perfectly serviceable, perfectly cute. Uh, the animation was cute. The voice cast was all good. They all did a good job. I mean, I, it's not going to like land as a all-time favorite, you know animated christmas special but it's perfectly fine mm-hmm. and you know kids will enjoy it and uh get to uh get you know a nice message about including everyone and you know kind of thing so i think this was fine i'd give it three crowns how long is it 40 minutes minutes yeah, yeah. so and it, that was good that they didn't try to stretch it to you know longer because like when, like they try to do sometimes <laughs> these, these animated Christmas, there's such a nice tradition of Christmas special, animated Christmas specials uh, that, uh, you know, just recently we had the Angela's Wishes ones, which I love on Netflix. Uh, but there's Robin Robin, which was so good from Ardman. Uh, that was adorable. Shaun the Sheep Saves Christmas. That was adorable. Um so there's there's old ones of course you've got rudolph and you know all the rankin bass ones uh growing up uh so and we had mickey saves christmas that was definitely way better than this it was much better 
but anyway, I just enjoy that every as big animation fan. I always enjoy what the animated shorts are going to be that'll come out. So, Uh, all right. Then we have one that you saw that I didn't. This is Christmas. This is on the ninth Sky TV. Alfred Enoch, Laura Aikman, Chris Dillon. This is a rom-com set in London during this Christmas season following Adam and Emma on their daily commute from the village of Langton to London, where they meet the same passengers every day. So what did you think of this one? Oh, I really wish you'd seen this one. It's so good, Rachel. It's It's so good. It's so good. It's not even just looking at the poster, you think it's a romance of these people that meet on the train every day. It's not that. It is that, but it's mainly about the passengers themselves there's maybe about six to ten people um and we sort of follow them so and and Alfred Enoch is so perfectly cast so essentially in the beginning of the movie he feels very disconnected and so he stands up and his carriage on the train and says he wishes he sees these people every day he wishes that they could chat more and essentially invites them all to a Christmas party. And they all t- obviously look at him like he's crazy. Um, like he's totally lost the plot. But Kaya Scadalaro's character is just immediately charmed by him. Um, and over the course of the movie, just by planting that little seed, all of these different connections start happening between all of the different characters. Um, so you have a character like Dean, who's a young boy, who a young man who um, strikes up this friendship with like a, an older man in his seventies, who is very lonely um, and is, has a lot of regrets, and that is just such a beautiful relationship. Um, and it's really just about the connections that we make and how they are much easier to make at this time of year because we tend to talk to strangers a lot more at this time of year. Um, you know, just when you're out shopping or just standing at the bus stop or on a train. Um, yeah. And th- the one thing about the main sort of romance uh, between Alfie's, Alfie's character, Emma and, and uh, Adam, is that they are both in relationships. So that is kind of like that stickler thing of like, why did that have to, why can they just been single? Um, yeah. They do set up the fact that both relationships that they are in, um, are sort of why they are in such um, sort of lost um, mental states, mm-hmm. um, why he's sort of searching for connections. He feels very disconnected from his girlfriend. Um, he wants kids and a big family. She doesn't. Um, you know, uh, Emma is a chef and her boyfriend travels a lot and lives a lifestyle that she's not really a big fan of. So you do get the sense that those relationships are doomed and you don't feel too bad that they are starting to have feelings for each other but yeah I, I won't say too much I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. it because I really hope you see this and oh, I want to everybody see yeah everybody please watch this movie it's so lovely I cried three times oh. and none of it was to do with the romantic parts of the movie it was just so lovely and heartwarming and everything Christmas should be about Darn, uh, Sky TV getting a, g- a good one. I oh, so see good. It. Yeah, I think it's available in the US. Um, I'm not sure. Is it Epics? E-P-I-X? Oh, um, let me see. It is available in the US. Um, someone did tweet about it being available in the US, but it is on a streaming network that you may have to pay for if you don't have it. 
um, as part of your package. <clears throat> oh yeah, epics. I'll look into it. I'm gonna find a way. Oh, it's so good. It, yeah, I have to sign it, up something. For it's like made a week. our. <laughs> it's made our top ten very interesting because I'm so torn on what to do. Oh no! <laughs> <On> the placement. <laughs> That's I've a good problem it. to have. <laughs> yeah, I've placed it, but I'm like. I definitely have to revisit some things before I like set it in stone. But yeah, I enjoyed it so much. I definitely have to see it for sure. I wish it had gone to the cinema because uh... yeah, I feel like it's definitely strong enough. Um, I do find it hilarious that they filmed this movie during like the heat wave that we had this year that was ridiculous. Like London was basically oh, melting. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was it was so hot. <laughs> Um, and yeah, that's when they filmed this movie, apparently. And they did a good job of making it look as wintry as they could. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's such a good movie, guys. Please watch it. That's so cool. Uh, We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarkie in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. You have one more that you got to see over there in the UK. Uh, you saw Prancer, A Christmas Tale, uh, and this is on Universal UK, James Cromwell, Darcy Ewart, and Sarah Jane Potts, and it's 10-year-old Gloria and her recently widowed grandfather, Bud, befriend a mysterious reindeer when the family gather for Christmas. Bud comes to believe that Prancer may actually be magical, but Gloria fears his theory will send him straight to a retirement home. So, we all, of course, we know the original Prancer, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is so good. Uh, how did this one turn out? Um, yeah, I really wish I had the time to go back because there's two Prancer movies. And I'm not sure if they're familiar. It's been so long since I've seen Prancer, mm-hmm. uh, the first one. And I really don't remember the second one either. Um, so, yeah, this I've one I've never is, seen the second one. Yeah, there's an, another one, I'm assuming. I, that's the thing. I, I really wish I had gone back to find out if these are connected or, mm. you know, it's sort of a similar, you know, type of movie, just, you know, different characters. Um, but, yeah, Prancer um, essentially causes an accident. Um uh, James Cromer character ends up in a car accident because Prancer flies over his car um, and he ends up in the hospital and he's sort of the matriarch of his family and sort of all of his family descend on the the family home which um, has sort of fallen into disarray because Bud has lost his wife um, a few years previous and sort of has lost any sort of I would say not just Christmas spirit, but spirit in general. Um, his home is a bit of a mess and he's at risk of losing it. Um, and I will say this is a very family movie. Um, it's definitely more for, you know, sitting down and watching with the whole family. Um, I think kids would really like it. Um, older kids. Um, they did a really good job with Prancer himself 
um, they, they use a real reindeer in the, in the movie, so there's nothing sort of CG or fake looking or puppety, it, it, it's a real reindeer. Um, and so yeah, Prancer sort of <clears throat> is throughout the whole movie um, with his sort of magical, quote unquote magical powers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing outright, it's like, it's sort of hinted at and and isn't really until kind of more sort of halfway through the movie that we sort of see him being, you know, a magical reindeer yeah. uh, for you know, all intents and purposes. Uh, but yeah, Bud's family sort of descend on the, the family sort of home, um, including sort of his daughter, um, granddaughter, his son and his family. Um, and Bud and his granddaughter sort of become a little bit of a, of a, a comedy duo. Um, they go on adventures uh, with Prancer and try to sort of find out why he's here. Um, all the while sort of not knowing that he's essentially here to help Bud um, regain, regain his Christmas spirit. Um, the one thing that I didn't like about the movie is they make his son such a villain um, to the point of just being ridiculous. Mm. Um, they sort of have him hire someone to hunt down Prancer and kill Prancer. And it's, it's like they took it way too far for me. They made him such a, you know, mustache twirling sort of villain um and it's like it starts treating his father like a child mm. and I feel like they just took it too far to sort of pull it back in the end yeah. um, which they obviously did um but I think all in all it's just a really lovely family movie um didn't really live up to my expectations but um yeah I would give it maybe a 3.75 mm-hmm. okay so it sounds like a mixed mixed bag but but yeah. still good for yeah mm-hmm. cool well you got all the good movies there in the uk <laughs> that, that one was fun. um sky tv as well i think sky tv oh is it done, okay yeah they've done pretty well this year yeah um i, I just so. wish that they would make all of their their uh their movies available to the rest of the world because we have yeah. another one an animated one i think it's next week um, oh really yeah oh. um which are pretty good cast as well um well that'll be fun to get the uh to get to hear about next week what what how you think of it so well if you all have seen any of these movies let us know in the comments what you think what what you would give them and uh, we would love to hear your thoughts and michelle where can people find you um on twitter at michelle r benson great and you can find me at rachel's reviews all of our social media itunes youtube and on Ron tomatoes check that out also, make sure you're following the podcast to Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, except for Facebook. We still haven't figured that out. <laughs> Don't follow us there. Uh, but everywhere else, we're, we're our Homeworkies Podcast. And so check that out. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot, people to be able to find the podcast. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is the best way that you can support us. And you get lots of really fun perks. We have a very exciting watch along coming up at the beginning of the year. So you're going to want to be in on that. And uh, we also have the merch store, which has tons of festive designs. And you can get everything for the Hallmarky Hardy rom-com fan, Hallmarky in your life. Uh, So check that out. And uh, thanks so much. And we'll talk to you all later. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.